Andrew. Hey, Lucy. Hey, Alex. Hey, Andrew, what's this? This is Brains on the Outside. What's that? It's a podcast about celebrating creativity through ridiculous business ideas. Each week, we think up mad and stupid and idiotic, to be honest, things <laughs> that, <laughs> that have no place in the real world, but that could solve a lot of our daily problems. Like, what if for your job, we could just make you half a centaur with any animal? Like a giraffe, so you could look in the gutters. Super useful idea. Really innovative. Incredible. Yeah. This episode, though, we have a special guest. We're going to be tackling some real-world physics, science problems. So to do that, we're two idiots. We need, we need a special guest. We have an actual physics genius with us. Would you like to introduce yourself, Lucy? Hi, I'm Lucy. I'm a PhD researcher in theoretical particle physics. That's pretty fancy. How, in a percentage terms, how much, how, what percentage are you through a PhD? 98%. That's, that's Ni- pretty big. 98% doctor. That's, 98% I'm doctor. just going with doctor. I'm, that's a rounding error as far as I'm concerned. Exactly, right? Yeah, rounding it up. Dr. Lucy. Doc Lucy. Just call you Doc? Doc. Yeah? I'm going to be Doc for the whole episode. <laughs> <laughs> what do you okay. think about that, Doc? That's what I'm saying. <laughs> As long as you don't say it, it's okay. As far as I'm, I, I think that's that's how that's the how rules, the law. That's works. how the rules work. Yeah, someone yeah. Else, as long as someone else calls you it. So yeah. we have a lot of really out there innovative ideas that I'm sure the scientists are going to pick up on. But should we, should, we, should, we, should we get started? Let's do it. So, Lizzie, and the way this is going to work today, we have read some of the new scientists. Because we are very smart. Yes, we are definitely new scientists. And we are going to... Some articles are really interesting to us because we think there's a lot of space there for business potentials and business ideas. But I guess, you know, we are a little worried we'll start presenting ideas that maybe aren't feasible. Unlike all of your previous ideas. Oof. (laughs) I mean, we get, uh, as far as I'm aware, we get almost zero complaints about our idea viability. Um, But... What we're going to do, I'll read some of the article. I think you maybe know a little bit more about them already, and we can just start from there. So I have an article in front of me called, Can Particles Really Be in Two Places at the Same Time? It's by the physicist Sabine Hossenfelder. And I think the idea of two things being in the same place is really interesting and exciting for business purposes. Um, So do you want to just tell us a bit about what this article could be about? Like, what is the physics behind it? Okay, so the physics behind it is that for very small particles, Mm -hmm. we can describe them in terms of a particle and a wave at the same time. Okay. So if a particle is a wave, Uh it therefore has a chance to be in multiple different places because it could be on one side of the room, it could be on another side of the room. And it's, it's a case of working out the probability of it being in these places. But the particle acts as if it is in these places, so it can interfere with itself. So does that mean if the particle was a sandwich and I took a bite of it in the living room, the sandwich that was identical to it in the kitchen would also have a bite out of it? Because that's going to have huge potential for business ideas, I think. There is potential for it to be, yes. A sandwich. The sandwich, sandwich, you bite in one place and it comes out the other place. Um, Yeah, but does that also mean that if I took the lid of the sandwich and I added more ham to my kitchen yeah. sandwich would yeah. my living room sandwich also have more ham in it so if you so if you have a sandwich in your kitchen yeah and you change it yeah and then you wait a while 
then that change will have spread. Propagated. Because at the point where you're making the change, there is only one sandwich. But you mm. leave it for a bit of time and that the sandwich spreads out again into the living room. And you now have your change sandwich in the living room. So it does sound like, yes, Alex's interpretation was correct. Broadly. Broadly. Now, how <laughs> I'm trying to I'm trying to find a way to mark Close it. enough, Andrew. Close enough for us. Close, Close enough. enough. The, the people in R&D can figure the rest out. My first business idea is you monetize this for magicians. Oh. Uh, that makes sense. For magic yeah. tricks. A prestige situation. A pre- you prestige every magician. I, I think, imagine like, It'd be so much easier if you had a, a trying to pull a rabbit out of a hat. There's nothing in your hat. There's a second magician a mile away who just dropped a rabbit in a hat, and a rabbit was dropped into your hat simultaneously as well. Or if there was a sandwich on one side of the stage, <laughs> someone went and took a bite out of it. Are you hungry, Alex? I'm a little hungry. <laughs> it's had a really good sandwich as well. Yeah, had a good sandwich. Yeah. I mean, that sounds like a good. That's a good business thing, and I feel. I feel like. I feel like it's very cost effective as well. Yeah. It's cheap, right? This because a, you're just using physics. It's a lot of particles, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. So how would you get around the time it takes? How long does it take? Is it like a week? Or is no, it- no, no. You would just... I think the magician would need to be very good at filling in time. How? Why? Ooh. This is... I thought it was going to be like instantaneous. Not quite, because it's as soon as you know exactly where the object is you then need a bit of time for when you don't know exactly where it is. So if you do it and then you throw it somewhere, oh, with your yeah. eyes shut and you don't know where it yeah. is anymore, is it instantaneous then? Or if you eat it, oh, your then lo- you know the location where it is. is kind of gone. I don't know exactly where my body it is. <laughs> oh, wait. In a magician situation, all you have to do is simple, right? Mm-hmm. All you got to do is your magician that's putting the thing the rabbit into the hat, yep. then does that three cups trick Oh, with yeah. the big cups, but puts the hat in there with the rabbit in it and does the three cups. And then no one knows where it is because they've done the three cups thing. And then instantaneously, as soon as they've done that, boom, yeah. it's in the other side and the rabbit comes out the other side. But then when you know where it is on the other side, I feel like I'm about to break my own brain. Do you, do you have any other business ideas aside from magicians? I, I feel like the constraint that you, once you've, once you've done it, you have to not know where it is. It's a really big one because my first idea that I had was I'm lying in bed and I've left the oven on. Yeah. So I just turn the replica oven that I have next to my bed for exactly this reason. I turn that off and then the oven downstairs turns off. But that's actually not like, I wouldn't even need the whole oven. I just need the knob. That's actually, it's also very fun to have like, okay, you can turn your oven off from from a distance, but you need to have a replica perfect perfect replica oven with you at all times to do this but just you just need the switch don't you? you just need the knob like you could have a panel next to the bed which is every switch and knob switch inside the entire house, house. Yes. yeah quantumly entangled and you're like oh fuck i left the fucking lights on downstairs you just turn that off you dove i left the oven on turn that off, off. The, yeah there's a big knob for the toaster so there are two different f- bits of physics you're talking about here oh the oh. one particle being in two places is different to quantum entanglement oh man so you've got both of these things. Okay. So quantum entanglement would allow you to turn the oven off from upstairs. Okay. Oh, wait, wait. So that would work. <laughs> that would work. <laughs> oh, yes. If you, could, if you could entangle the switches with uh-huh. each other. Yeah, easy. Yeah. Done. Easy, yeah. yeah. Already solved. Then you could turn the oven off okay. with your replica switch. So 
what is two particles being in the same one particle being two places at the same time? That's when we have to wait because we don't know where it is. Yeah. What about the things getting stolen? Yeah. At that point, if something gets stolen, you have no idea where it is. Oh, true. You should get it back again. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the absolute dead silence. <laughs> <laughs> so what's been stolen? I have a pack of revels. Yes. And they've gone stolen. <gasps> this is really good because also there's a huge amount of uncertainty in, in a bag of revels inherently anyway, because you yeah. don't know what flavor you're gonna pull out i guess about, yeah or a rarely have no idea what you're getting out right yeah could be the coffee one could be the nut one could be the chocolate one until you take a bite it is all of them and none of them yeah but why are the revel manufacturers then making each revel look different if they're all super position of each revel you don't know which revel's gonna be able to eat it make every revel the same wait are you saying that there's only one of each revel flavor the, there should be one every revel should look the same in the pack until you take a bite out of it mm-hmm Oh yeah, that's science. True. Science. Yeah, that'll be much more fun that way. Yeah, you don't know what you're picking up. Yeah, <laughs> and it's all of them at the same time. And um, okay, so I, 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 do you have a final business idea? Yeah. What's your? What, what is it? What I want to know is if with which whichever of these technologies that we're going to use, whatever science is necessary, can we make? Can we entangle? or superposition a very small thing with a very scaled up version of that thing so i can make a small change to this thing and it makes a very big change to the big thing say yes in principle yes <laughs> oh so oh, you would yeah. have you'd have a tiny little map on your table <clears throat> with a little dot on it that's entangled with like me yeah and then as i move through the city you'd see me the little little version of me move on the map yeah that's pretty good. That'd be pretty fun, wouldn't it? And then I could pick up my tiny version of you mm-hmm. and move you to a different place. Oh, I'll go there as well. And you just go there. Okay, lots of great things here. Right, uh, travel right now is really expensive. Yeah. Train fares are really expensive. If you could just pick me up, yeah. little version of me, and drop me somewhere yeah. else, super duper cheap. Super duper cheap. Also, there's a lot of like problems with how accurate GPS is. It's not, it's not, you can't go down to like the, the millimeter, can you? It, that's really hard. Um. So this is this will be very very precise. This isn't actually exactly where you are at. Yeah, and if you're Bezos, you just put like you put super quantum entangle wangled yeah. hats on everyone. Yeah, in your whole Amazon warehouse, right. and then you have a small Amazon warehouse, and you can see who's just having to lie down for a sleep. Oh, evil, I like it. <laughs> Again, the idea of moving something, yeah, all right, doesn't work with entanglement. <sighs> These scientists, man. It's, it's okay. Killjoy. It's okay, though. I, we have a lot of other ideas in the second half. <laughs> yeah. But I think we can get through planning. I think we can do this, yeah. yeah. Okay. okay. So, Andrew, the other day, I was on a date with my lovely wife at Bella Italia, a classic date night institution. And I Fantastic. came... Yeah, it was lovely. We had a lovely evening. It was nice. Had some garlic bread, pasta al fredo. Something like that. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I've not been to a Bella Italia for a long time. Were you there last week? Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, this is, that's pertinent to this story, actually. <laughs> but I came out of that, you know, feeling all romantic and everything. Nice. All yeah. romantical. And as I stepped outside, I was like, oh, man, I started to have, I started to have some scared thoughts. Yeah. Was, to, it's a safe space. Yeah, I started to worry about a thing. What thing? Let us in. What I was worrying about was that I would be walking along there with my wonderful wife, 
and that I would accidentally step on one of the cracks in the pavement and fall through a hole in time and uh, go and go back to 1452. I have that fear as well. Yeah, man. <laughs> I, I saw it on that documentary Outlander. That's what happened. Have, have you seen have you seen this documentary as well, Lucy? No. Do you do you have this fear? Well, it's not 1452. Oh. Mine's more like 683. Ah, okay. Well, that's a long time before that. Yeah. yeah. You think you that's... think if 1482, you'd be it'd be all Gucci, but 683, you'd be like, oh no, that's that a bad year. Tough. That's a bad year yeah. for Lucy. <laughs> yeah. Have you ever had that fear, Andrew? You? Yeah. I, I, 1432. Yeah. I don't think the Andrews did very well in that no. year. I, just, I don't know why, but I just feel it's not where I'm meant to be. No. So I had this and I got home. Luckily, I didn't fall through a time hole on that particular trip. I haven't been out since, mm-hmm. but I have been trawling through the yellow pages. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I actually, I found a service that helps with this specific thing. So I phoned them up and they've agreed that we can advertise them on the show. Amazing. But what do they do? They uh, they are specifically set up to teach you everything you need to know if you fall through a gap in time so that when you land on the other side, you'll, you're going to be okay, even though you're back in time. D- 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 wow. They, so this your fear is gone now, but do, are they teaching you enough that you need to survive? Like the survival skills yeah. for that year are enough to make you a genius in that year? I mean, whatever you want, really. Like, it, whatever level it is that you want to, how, I mean, like, cause some, for some people, this is a good thing. You want to fall through, you'd be a genius in that year. Mm-hmm. I believe this is exactly what happened to Da Vinci. Ah, right. Yeah. This is exactly the situation for, for, for him. Uh, but for, for me, I was like, do you know what? I just want to survive. I don't want to stand out. Mm-hmm. I don't want to end up having to do loads of work because I'm really famous and clever. Do you have to pay the different payment tiers for learning the bare minimum to survive and the math make you a genius? Yeah. So the bare minimum to survive, they actually give that away for free. Oh, amazing. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. To make you a genius, it's more expensive because it depends what year you're landing. If it's 683, you need to learn a lot less to become a genius than yeah. if it's like 1937. So it's a function of how much of a genius and the year. My fear would be I'll land there as a genius and then they'd be like, they would think I was a witch or something. So yeah, they do set you up for that. Because they know, obviously, that's absolutely the, the, the exactly the right question to ask. Like, you land there, you know about penicillin, you know about atoms, yep, you know about quantum entanglement, and you go and make a sandwich in your medieval kitchen, and the sandwich in the medieval courtroom <laughs> has a bite out of it, and everyone thinks you're a witch, yeah, or a wizard, or a warlock, or something like that. They teach you how to get around that. I like when a business really has thought of all the... It's a full package. It is now. Like, I understand that it wasn't like this at the beginning and they've, like... Teething issues. Yeah, there were some troubles. Does this business have a name? Yeah, it's called the Grey's Everything Almanac. It's a little Back (laughs) to the Future 2 joke for you there. You can tell you're really confident in a joke. You really have to back it up with the story. (laughs) (laughs) It's a niche reference. It is very niche. It's like UG Victor Tombs. Let's move on. So, Lucy, if someone else had an advert or a business idea, how could they get in touch with us? There are three ways you can get in touch. Oh, yeah. Wow, very professional, yeah. You know I've been listening. <laughs> you can email brainsontheoutside at gmail.com. Yeah. You can contact on Twitter at brainsoutside. Yes. Or on Instagram, brainsontheoutside. Nailed it. Amazing. So I think we got 
pretty far in the last bit. We 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 learned a lot of science, made a lot of business ideas. But now we have another new scientist article called 10 years after the Higgs discovery, what now for particle physics? And this article is about what they're gonna do with the LHC and CERN now that the Higgs has been discovered all those years ago. So I, I think we'll hand over to you, Lucy, to, ex- to explain what some of these terms mean. What, what is the Large Hadron Collider? The Large Hadron Collider is exactly what it says on the tin. What's a hadron? It's, I'm going to explain that. I'm sorry. So it's a very, very big experiment. Um, it's got it's a circular tunnel under France and Switzerland uh-huh. that is dozens of kilometers long, and it collides hadrons. So hadrons are particles that make up the nuclei of atoms. So for those of you who've done some physics, protons and neutrons. Mm-hmm. Essentially, they are very, very small particles that the Large Hadron Collider accelerates to nearly the speed of light, collides together, and then analyzes the results. So it's a big tunnel where you throw things around real fast in it. And yes. then smash them together. Smash and then them smash together. them together. It sounds like a marble run. It, sounds, really pre- it sounds pretty cool. Yeah, it's it's it a marble rad. run with very small, very fast marbles. But nice. my only thing I'm scared about is being in this article... And it's not it's not all that rosy according to this new scientist article. Um but it does say though, as the LHC fires up again, I assume it was decommissioned for a little while to be able to upgrade. It was being right? upgraded, yeah. yeah. There is renewed optimism. We're off the edge of the map with no theoretical stars to guide us, says Butterworth, who is a who was at University College London. I think that's pretty exciting space. We're off the edge of the map. I mean that's where the dragons are. I, I that is where yeah. the dragons are. I funny. interpret that. As anything goes now. Anything goes. Anything goes. Are you saying we can smash any two things together and see any what happens? Any two things. I'm not sure what that's what the article's mm-hmm. getting at. Now, my understanding, though, is that, like, you're smashing these particles together to get something new and heavier out. Yes. Yeah. So why don't we apply that theory to everything? Okay. You have... Um, a dictionary mm-hmm. and a motorbike mm-hmm. smashing together. My puny human brain has no understanding of what that would look like, but through the magic of science, could we smash them together and create a new thing that was a dictionary motorbike? Given the weirdness of quantum mechanics, there is probably a chance. Oh! Oh! We, yeah! Boom! Do you know if there's any literature in the field about this? <laughs> I doubt it. You doubt it. What about, I want to know what, if you smash a hamburger and a hot dog together, what do you get? I mean, that's forbidden knowledge, man. <laughs> two, two truly that's perfect just a ham things. Dog. Yeah, but what is it? What is it I, like? Do you think it's what is it made of? The two circular buns with one little hot dog in the middle. <laughs> <laughs> you just get a lot of bread. Maybe it's just like maybe it's a hot dog where the bun is made of hamburger. Oh shit! It's a lot of meat. That is a lot. Of <laughs> and what condiments do you put on it? All of them. I think you everything. Yeah. Or is there a new condiment? What if you smash together ketchup oh, yeah. and mayo? Oh, that's that what would, you do. Yeah. You chuck all the condiments down there, smash them together, and then you have that on your. Oh man, you make the ultimate burger. condiment. Yeah. Just do them in pairs. Smash together mayo and ketchup, brown sauce and vinegar, barbecue sauce and hot sauce, and then you pair those up and smash them together as well. And then right at the and end, you, you get ultimate. ultimate. 
is this what the LHC was made for? If you put a bunch of hot sauce in the LHC, what would happen? I believe the C stands for condiment. Yes. Large <laughs> hot dog condiment. <laughs> if you put a bunch of hot sauce in the LHC, yeah, yeah. you would have some very powerful, very expensive magnets that yeah. are covered in hot sauce. <laughs> <laughs> so practical. <laughs> so how would you... So the LHC works by using magnets yeah. to accelerate particles yeah. uh-huh. that have an electric charge. Yeah, right. How would you accelerate hot sauce? We'll, we'll, we'll talk though. Does, does, is this hot sauce have any magnetic charge, even a little bit? Is it truly neutral? It will have a, in, in that magnetic field, the strength of that magnetic field, pretty much everything will have a small magnetic. So we could whack the, the, the magnets up real high and it would make the hot sauce go around. As long as you could overcome the gravity that's pulling the hot sauce down. Hmm. So you think maybe actually hot sauce magnets might not, they might not play very well together. I think maybe if you came up with some sort of container that the hot sauce was in, mm-hmm. that is magnetic mm-hmm. and maybe fell away just before the hot sauce collided. So if we wrapped it in some metal, hurled yes. it around, this might work. It might work. Okay. Ooh. A newer, heavier sauce that we never thought before. Yeah. The cleanup would be fun. We deal with sort of big picture thinking here, picture, <laughs> rather than My the intricacies of the deployment. Yeah, if we need to just throw it away afterwards and build a new one. We'll just do that. Yeah. How how expensive can it be? A hundred dollars? Yeah. Can we use, how big is the tubes for the Large Hadron Collider? A meter or? Yeah, they're pretty, pretty big, yeah. right? Yeah. Oh, that's pretty big. We could fit, like... This is so you could rent this out to water parks, yeah, to roller coaster I mean, yeah. people. Like, you could really f- fling somebody through that tube what if you tried you need hard enough. Is a magnetic liquid, yeah, that you can get accelerating, and then you just like insert people into it and just whizzed around That's, in this liquid. I love that because my, my suggestion was going to be you put some water in and people are pulled through by like the fillings in their teeth. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe, maybe magnetic liquid's better. <laughs> oh. It might result in fewer lawsuits. Maybe a waiver? Oh, you get free dental practice. You get free dentist stuff when you leave as well. What about people who have, I don't know, like metal in other parts of their body? That works too. All right, you get pulled through by your knees. Yeah, Yeah. that's fine. Getting your knees when you get out. Yeah. Can we, could you go round and round and round and round and then we open the door and you're just like, Yeah. (gasps) Trains are real expensive now. Trains are real expensive. Planes are bad for the environment. Yeah. Is that worse or better than a plane? For the environment. <laughs> How, f- as in you're trying, you want to accelerate people fast enough that they. Yeah, can fly 2,000 miles. Fly. Yeah. I think it's probably going to be worse because ah. you're, it's a lot of energy for each individual person. Right. A plane, at least you're splitting that over hundreds. Mm. Mm. But it's not a no. It's, not, it's not a no. It's not no. A, this isn't physically possible. It's just a. I feel like we could send you a lot further as well. Like, could we put you in a space, like in an astronaut suit? We put Elon in there. Put Elon in, in there in an astronaut suit or not? Oh no! Well, 
Te- first test, you know, you gotta check. You know, maybe maybe you don't need an astronaut suit. Yeah, it's cover him in tinfoil. <laughs> yeah, tinfoil him top to bottom so he goes real fast. Yeah, grease him up. Gre- <laughs> Shoot what? him round and round and round, fling him to Mars. What a way to go. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this is also a pretty good way to cook chicken. <laughs> I bet if you were flinging around the LHC at ninety nine point nine 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 percent of the speed of light, covered in tinfoil and grease, you get pretty hot. <laughs> you, would, you would get very hot. Yeah. <laughs> we maybe wouldn't accelerate the humans quite so much quite, quite, so, much. quite so fast yeah mm-hmm. yeah i don't think there would be much human left <sighs> what, what would you use the lhc for lucy aside from scientific advancement do you know what i really like the idea of being flung around and then just flung out the side yeah see, see where you land make for an interesting holiday it would you know? do yeah yeah well, if you can't pick where to go yeah yeah <laughs> Pulling my teeth out for the one holiday. As as long as you land somewhere where there's a dentist, yes, it's going to be okay. Put them all back in again. Yeah, yeah. So, if I just wrap up there, what we got is quantum entanglement and superpositioning really good for magicians. Yep, yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, and the odd prank, but maybe a little on the pricey side. Yeah, we're talking maybe David Blaine rather than Joe down the. The market who does magic <laughs> tricks. Also good for turning off lights and ovens in your house. Yes. Oh yeah, safe, safe. Uh, and then we've got the Large Hadron Collider. Let's just turn it into a big metallized liquid, metallicized liquid theme park and shoot Elon Musk into the moon. Perfect. Perfect. Fine. Th- thank you, Lucy, for joining us. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. I've really enjoyed having another guest on the show. Yeah, a, a, a science expert. Actual, yeah, Dr. Lucy. Doc, Doc Lucy. Yeah, do you want to come on again? I would be happy to come on again. <laughs> we have more dodgy science. Whoa, hang on, hold tight. I mean, you did seem to kind of accept some of the ideas there. Yeah, you said that. We were all on the same page, I, I thought. I feel like this is, I mean, I'm going to write on our next uh, episode cover notes phd approved (laughs) some of your some of your ideas have scientific basis that's all we need to hear all we need to hear for the poster as much as you get that was real faint praise right there (laughs) alex if other people want to write in with faint praise where would they send it (laughs) uh so as lucy said before the three places email brains on the outside at gmail.com instagram Brains on the outside, or you can send us something on Twitter. Um, Brains outside. Amazing. So I think just until next week, guys, keep, keep your brain on the outside. Keep your brain on the outside, Lucy. Keep your brain on the outside. <laughs> <laughs>